Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. My name is Joy Christopoulos and my co-host, Corey Wooten. Thank you so much for checking us out right here on the Believe YouTube page. Also, thank you for listening to us on Sirius XM. we got a fantastic guest coming up to talk about the Bears' preseason victory over the Seattle Seahawks. But first, got to talk about our sponsor and who else? It's BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the number the top online source for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and even futures. So what are you waiting for? Head to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join. Make your first sports bet when you use promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming into the pod. The Chicago Bears on a two-game preseason winning streak. 27 to 11 beating the Seattle Seahawks. We're going to break it down and talk about the regular season that's forthcoming in about three weeks. But first, let's say hello to my co-host. He is former Bears defensive end, Northwestern's very own, and now my personal golf swing doctor. It's Corey <laughs> Wooten. What's up, Corey? How are you? Oh, what's going on, my man? Uh, another great day, man. Friday. Let's get the weekend started right. Yeah, Victory Friday, and we're so excited to have this guest coming in here right now. You can hear him on WGN Radio. You can hear him on the DeWindy City Podcast. You can also check him out with all the fantastic content on YouTube at DeWindy City. And also, he's a producer and host at Fansided, a man who wears many hats. It's Mark Carmen. Hello, Mark. Joey, Corey, pleasure to be here. Uh, I, For the record, I always look at, at, at Corey as, as a Northwestern Wildcat because that's uh, you know I, I, near and dear to my heart forever and always. Not that the Bears aren't. But uh, it's, 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 yeah, there's not many Northwestern Wildcats that get to play for the, in the NFL, let alone for the Chicago Bears, uh, along with the Vikings and the Lions. But it's good to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, such a pleasure to have you on, Mark. Uh, we'll give you first crack since you are the guest. Uh, what were your observations, thoughts, likes, dislikes from the Bears' 27-11 to 11 win over the Seattle Seahawks last night? So, I mean, I think it's obvious that the Bears offense is headed in the right direction. I'm not saying that they're going to be, let's go old school, uh, the Dan Marino Miami Dolphins of the 80s and or let's move it along to to the Montana Young Niners or whoever you want to invoke of recent note. But I do think it's they are moving forward. Fields is getting better. Cole Komet is showing up. I was extremely happy to see Tevin Jenkins become perhaps a useful part at right guard. It's interesting, you know, what's going on all over the place. I would like to see Larry Borum end up as your right tackle. You're a young football team. Uh, Riley Reef is in, you know, his early thirties to, to mid thirties. That's to me, that's less exciting. Um, and, you know, Ryan pay uh, Ryan pace. I've done that a lot. Ryan Poles <laughs> is, is, is having himself, uh, you know, I mean, if Braxton Jones is going to be a, Starting left tackle in the NFL is a fifth round pick out of Southern Utah. That's an incredible job by polls. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a little half glass, half full here that this is all going to work out, but I like the direction that they're heading. That's kind of a long winded answer, but I liked what I saw last night. Yeah. Corey hop in, man. What are you, what are you uh, taking away so far through yeah. the first two preseason games with the bears? You know, I think it's tough just because of the old line situation right now. And, and you look at yesterday, uh, you know, with, with reef out and Patrick out, um, I, I, I kind of can't really give a full uh, preview or whatever because I feel like there's a lot of moving parts out there. And at times he was pressured a lot. 
So it's it's tough when not everyone's out there. And and I agree, it'd be better to have Borum at right tackle, but I think they're going to do whatever's best when it comes to Justin Fields' health, right? So and I think that might be Riley Reef this year, you know. Um, but it's it's great to have Braxton Jones in there. And I, I told you, Joey, that when they drafted him, he could be like a Charles Leno. You know, they were talking about how athletic he was, a late round pick. And Billis Jones, I mean, explosive as can be. And I, I was kind of questioning that pick because a guy that kind of wasn't really, didn't really prove himself that much in college. He was explosive, but I thought, oh, we could have grabbed, uh, you know, the, the uh, Indianapolis Colts, Ryman uh, mm -hmm. left tackle right there. But it seems to have paid off. I mean, he's been super explosive with his punt returns. He can do kickoff returns as well. He's seems like he can catch the ball. His route running has been good. So I really like what, I, what I've seen from him thus far, and I think they're going to use him as an explosive option in the offense. Yeah, gentlemen, this kind of struck me last night watching the preseason game. And, Mark, I want to echo your sentiment that my glass is a little half full. When it comes to preseason, uh, I am a gentleman in my life who has been wildly out of shape in life. Dare I say 25 pounds overweight at times. And the preseason kind of feels like when you lose that first five pounds and you feel kind of good about yourself, but you're not quite in that shape that you want to be in last night. You get those little flashes. And I think that's part of what's going on right now with the Bears, which I think we can be optimistic about is that I think we can point to with all these rookies at least one moment, hey, I want to see this. I would like to see that. We see a 48-yard run from Bayless Jones. We see Braxton Jones getting the starting role, Tristan Ebner scoring a touchdown. All these Ryan Poles picks are at least getting these moments to try and get out on the field and flash a little bit. Mark, if you could maybe pick one of the rookies right now that has you most excited or has impressed you the most, you know, which one would it be? So it's a great question. I mean – Seeing Bayless finally get on the field last night, I say finally, it's the second preseason game, but it just feels like a long time waiting since uh, they took him at, at 71 overall. But I'm like, is this guy really going to be able to step in and do everything they're asking him for? He's, you know, he's, he's barely, and even though he's 25 years old, he's, you know, it's, this is not a guy coming in with huge experience out of college. He had to transfer to Tennessee to get on the field and play more offense. So, but he, but he showed he, uh, Looks comfortable returning a kickoff, even though he fumbled. Uh, I'll give, give him a pass there. That was a significant hit in his first time touching the football. He looked – I liked on his pun returns. It actually made me nervous in the moment, but I'm shifting out of it. He catches it, and he takes like a second, looks around. You – if you do that, that means you're relying on your speed. So and, – and you're kind of sizing things up. So the fact that he has that confidence in himself, I think that's nice. Uh, I have watched him in training camp and mini camp before that not look completely comfortable catching the football kind of awkward, which had, was a knock on him coming out of school. But uh, he, I mean, he did catch a ball, ball last night. So, I mean, they need Valus. They need him really, really, really bad. So uh, at least we saw some signs last night. That would be a difference maker if, if he actually could do what he did last night you know, come, come the regular season. Hey, so, so Mark, for the, for the regular season offensively, is there any, is there anyone um, on the offensive side of the ball that you think will be a breakout, have their breakout season this year? Anybody that kind of, we know, we know Mooney's going to be a productive player, but anybody, anybody else kind of under the radar um, for you? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the easy answer, Corey, is commit. Uh, like if he doesn't have it, that's going to be a huge problem. Uh, but the, the one play last night where he getting fields out of the pocket Komet's running free. He's, you know, he's, you know, easy, easy pitch and catch and Komet's got a nice solid emotional uh, response at the end of the play. I liked all of it. And it didn't seem like that was anything that was, I just, to me, it looks like, you know, Luke Getze knows what he's doing. So I Komet's going to have opportunities at, fields is going to be looking for safety nets. 
seems natural that he's going to, you know, I, I don't know if he doesn't catch it. It's, you know, 40 balls this year, 50 balls. That would be a huge disappointment. I was yeah, telling Joey in the that, red zone. Yeah, work him in the red yeah, zone, yeah. Corey, you know. That, that's, that's what we had talked about the whole time. And and I think, you know, Komet's ceiling can be like Kyle Rudolph, you know, for, for the Vikings in his prime, you know, a kind of guy that can give you seven to eight hundred yards receiving, but very productive in the red zone. And that's what the Bears have struggled the past couple of years. When we get down to the red zone, we're kicking field goals or getting turnovers. We need we need to score touchdowns. And I think Cole Komet is gonna come in handy in that red zone situation, like you said. Yeah, and my biggest question right now, and and Mark, you know, being at training camp, it's probably hard to predict three weeks away. If you had to maybe put your money down in Vegas, who the Bears' number two wide receiver is going to be? I mean, who would you kind of peg that to be right now? Because we are kind of leaning towards this situation of, hey, let's just blanket Mooney in a game, you know, let's just bracket him and let's force Justin go in a different direction. Who do you think is going to be able to step up and provide that production from that side of the field? I mean, it's such a hard call, right? Uh, Byron Pringle, you're going to step up. I don't know. You haven't been on the field. Hey, Daz Newsome, you want to you want to just completely shock us? No, you have one good play and then you have one bad play, and you, you don't look like you're going to be there at all. Isaiah Coulter is actually I've been I think pretty impressive. And last night he caught a ball that the Bears didn't challenge. And Matt Eberflus, my guy, I'm rooting for you. I like you. What are you doing? Where where, where was twice. the challenge? Like? <laughs> that was that was like overly obvious um so but i as far as the second wide receiver goes i i have no optimism that anyone's going to step into that and and darnell mooney's been asked about it who's who behind you is impressing equanimity st brown and he's like it depends on the day so the way i heard that was like like no one consistent that's doing this and that's 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 obviously a problem yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it'll be Pringle because I, I, I thought, you know, he really flashed at times in Kansas City. And I thought he was kind of behind Travis Kelsey and, uh, you know, Shadow and, and uh, Tariq Hill. So hopefully, you know, he can come in his own, get healthy because he's an explosive player. But you got, you got to be on the field. Hopefully he's getting the, the reps in the meeting rooms and whatnot. And he's sharp on everything because I was pre- predicting him to have a breakout year. Um, just just the sample size that we've seen in Kansas City. So, but that part of it, Corey, like the Chiefs let him go, right? You're you're also and you're, you're saying goodbye to Tyreek. I mean, if he was good enough to be a number two, is Kansas City letting go? I mean, I, I get it; they got a lot of yeah. depth over there. So, but it's it, I mean, we're reaching. There's no doubt about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we can run the football extremely well and then work off the play action. <laughs> that Cole Komet going, <laughs> free up Mooney a little bit. You know, have the have the safety playing in the box a little bit. Uh, well, by the it, run, yeah. But- it, yeah, and Mark, I mean, uh, we talk a lot here on Believe in Bears about what we hope the offensive philosophy is going to be for this team this year. And I know that we like to obsess over the wide receiver room or lack thereof at this time. But, you know, would you be on board with what we're kind of pitching a little bit of, you know, 17, 18 carries for David Montgomery, 10 to 12 for Khalil Herbert. You're running the ball 25, 30 times a game. Maybe restricting Justin Fields to 20 to 22 pass attempts and just, you know, kind of. I don't know. It's going to be boring at times. Maybe control the clock a little bit. Try and execute in the red zone and then hope the defense with Eberflu stays in the middle of the pack and you try and compete in games. Yeah, I'll go even further. Uh, and I don't and I wouldn't recommend this, but let's 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 put it on the table that Justin Fields is going to have close to as many rushing yards as David Montgomery or yeah. or I don't know, so, so, something along those lines. Let's let's if you I don't listen, I don't think the Bears are trying to win the Super Bowl this year but if you actually are trying to win games 
I think Fields should be racking up a bunch of yards. Now that's a crazy, you know, it's a, mm -hmm. you're always worried he's going to get cracked and it's going to go sideways and, and you're going to end up with, in some level of an RG3 situation or whatever. And that's not, he's more, much more of a pocket passer than Lamar or RG3 or whatever. I, I, I think Steve Young might be a little bit too tall because that's yeah. uh, he was yeah. awful comfortable in there. But uh, but Justin doesn't want. I don't know if he really wants to play that way. But if you're actually trying to win, I think you got to have him on the move a lot. No, I, I agree with you on that one. I think I look at like the Tennessee Titans, like what they've done with Ryan Tannehill and and the running game over there. Like rely on the running game, take the pressure off Tannehill, play great defense. And I think that's what the Bears are trying to do. And I look back at like Cam Newton early on in his career, how they tried to really protect him, right? They, they, he would throw for 190 yards, one touchdown, rush for a touchdown, uh, rush for 80 yards, but they were winning games that way. And, and they kept the pressure of him. As the season went on, they opened up the passing package a little bit, but that's how you win games. And hey, it doesn't matter how pretty it is. At the end of the day, if you win a game, nobody's saying, oh, Justin Fields only had 50 yards passing. It doesn't matter. If they can run the ball, control the clock and play great defense, a win is a win. All true, but it's like, hey, offensive line, you ready to do this? You ready to create some room yeah. up there? I, I don't, I don't know if you are, which is why, you know, the, the Bears' win toll in Vegas was six and a half, and the entire world is pounding the under. And I'm sitting there like, Vegas is always right. That means the Bears are going to win seven games. This is be kind of be amazing if they seven, ten, eight, nine. Yeah. But now the number just dropped and went down. To, went one down to five and a half. They're like, okay, we've done everything we <laughs> oh. can to get people to bet the other way and so now we have to lower it so and uh you know i was i was walking with hub arkish out of practice the other day and um it's like i'm like hub let's just go back 20 years can you remember a worse bears roster going into the season than this one he's like i don't have to think about that one mark no <laughs> i can't so i mean we're they're thin they, they we're there's just there's no way around it that but that being said like i also think the it's clear that the arrow is pointing in the right direction. I think polls show that he knows what he's doing. I think we can give him the benefit of the doubt, the Roquan thing, uh, notwithstanding. And I, I don't think there's a bad answer to that one either, either, either way trade and or sign. I'm okay with it, but uh, you know, you're going to have a ton of money. You're going to have a high draft pick. You're, you have developing players. I, I think bears fans should be pretty excited where the bears are at right now. Even the Marcus Wheaton, John Fox bears. Or the the the, the, the Dick Jaron uh, tryhard teams. I mean, I mean, well, man, that's it's an indictment. I mean, I I I mean, I I, I hear it. I mean, it, it's really tough. And I think is it also fair to maybe say too that a lot of these guys are trying to prove themselves in the league, so it's hard to kind of really truly uh, grind into who they're going to be. I mean, I'm trying to spin this as best I can. You know, I mean, Justin Fields in a bad offensive line two to three plays a game off script. We can't project that or anal analyze that. I mean, it's, it's that bad, huh? It's that bereft. Well, I, I do. I do think that you are going and I got to credit my guy, Adam Hogue on this one, but I, and I agree with him. It, it, you're seeing it happening in the preseason outside of, uh, you know, the bears just looking bad at the end of last night executing, but these are the try hard bears. They're, they're, they're second and third string matched up against other second and third strings. They're, they're coming back to beat Kansas city. They're beating Seattle. They're, 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 they're doing the hits philosophy. So I do think there is going to be an impact first year Eberflus that guys who, you know, the characters uh, that they brought into this team, they're going to play really hard. And so uh, there's a chance that uh, they win some games that they should not win just because of uh, attention to detail and, 
just a wanting to prove themselves to everybody in the league that they actually can can be in the league period and end of story so I, I think they could end up you know scratching out some wins maybe one two three that they wouldn't normally get hey mark on the defensive side of the ball uh, i'm kind of looking at that matchup between uh trevis gibson and al-kadeem muhammad uh he actually he actually went to my high school in, in new jersey don bosco prep uh so he, he's a guy that I've I've watched over the years. And last year, I, I thought he kind of had a breakout year in his first year as a starter. So what do, what do you kind of see between them, kind of their strengths, you know? Or I mean, I think both those guys, Corey, could end up with double-digit sacks, right? I mean, yeah. Gibson, Gibson's coming. And, and Muhammad, solid, uh, impactful. You exactly. see him in the backfield all the time. So, um I was, I'm still nervous. The bears are not, are not, are going to be short on getting pressure on the, on the opposing quarterback, but Robert Quinn certainly seems motivated to do it again. Uh, and, and Muhammad looks like a great pickup and, and Gibson, he's got a lot of want too, and there's talent there. So I, I I think all, both those guys could have big years. They're they're obviously going to be out there a lot. No, I, I agree with you about them having big years. I, I predicted uh, Al-Qadim Muhammad to have at least double digits this year. Because I think anyone opposite Robert Quinn, you know, everything's going to slide towards him. They're going to double him at times. And even last year when Khalil Mack was out, Robert Quinn still went off. You know, the, he still had six six or seven sacks without well, Khalil Mack. And, so. and Corey, and, Rook, and, and Mark, you got to know, Corey, uh, last year was the man – one of the only men, I believe, who was like, Robert Quinn's going to have over 13 sacks next this year. And I was like, wait, yeah. wow, that's a, that's a big number for a bounce back. You sure you don't want to say 8, 9, 10? He was like, no, man, 13. And, of course, he went up to 18. But uh, that was a good call, Corey. That was a good call, Corey. So I'm, I'm buying you on the LKD Muhammad for, uh, for yeah, 10. Yeah, man. I mean, he's going to get all the attention, Robert Quinn. So, you know, this is this is his second year as, a, as could, could be a starter, him or Travis Gibson. I think both of them, they're going to have the rotation between those three. So they're they're all going to play a lot. So I think we could potentially have three double-digit guys uh, on the defense and then talk about mixing in some blitzes and whatnot. So I, I think they're going to get a lot more pressure than people think. How did you know that Robert Quinn was going to have the bounce back year last year? Because I, I, been... I – yeah, I knew the year before he was banged up. I could just tell by the way he was moving. I, I knew. I said his his ankle, his knee, something's not right. And him being the competitor, I was like, he's going to go into that offseason saying, I'm embarrassed with only having two and a half sacks I think he had. And I was like, he's going to come out this year with a vengeance to say, hey, I can still do this. And I was like, boom, I, he's, he's going to have it. So he, he came out, and I think he's, he shocked a lot of people. I, I saw it coming, but a lot of people were like, what are you I just, I just, I just had a feeling that he was going to come out ready to go. And from, from the first snap, what I love about Robert Quinn is his whole career. And you know, this, he was kind of known as that Dwight Freeney type gets up the field, doesn't play the run. Then he comes here. He's sticking his face in blockers. He's shedding, he's making tackles for loss. I'm like, that's who he could have been his whole career. But I think in, in for the Rams, they just told him, get up the field, get up the field. Chris Long is going to be the guy that plays the run and does this, but it's good to see him in his, I think it's his 13th year, uh, still playing the run, still has the burst and the effort. That's what really stood out to me. He, he's one of the more interesting dudes that you that you can come across nowadays. They're, yeah. like, they're asking him, like, how come you didn't come to minicamp? You were giving <laughs> 14 grand a day. <laughs> the basis of pretty much, I just, you know, didn't feel like I needed it. And um, when, when you have so much money, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, he's made he's so much money. Pretty much. And, th- and then the other side was uh, – 
you know, he's like, well, Robert, what do you think about these trade rumors? He's like, well, you know, I thought I did enough to stay here. And I'm like, dude, it's a, it's a, it's a compliment. <laughs> but he, the way he's here and it's like, I, you know, people worry that he wanted out the door. He doesn't want out the door. He, that yeah. doesn't seem like it at all. He like, this is my life right here. I'm settled in. I picked Chicago. He flipped a coin, by the way, on, uh, <laughs> on the Bears. And I forget who the other team was. I, I'm a, I, I, I've i fallen in love with Robert. He's, he's, he's highly enjoyable. Well, and he's a guy that's bounced around from team to team for four or five years. Like, I can't blame the guy that maybe he wants to stay in one spot for a duration of a contract at a particular time. We have a couple more topics here left with fan side. It's Mark Carmen here on Believe in Bears uh, with my co-host Corey Wooten here. Uh, if it's cool, Corey, I want to give this one to you first, and then, Mark, I'd love to have you weigh in. Uh, let's just let's hit the Roquan Smith situation a little bit because we are talking about players' mindset right now, so this feels like an apt transition to do that. So, Corey, I want to phrase it to you like this. You know, he doesn't have an agent right now. I'm not too familiar with Mr. St. Omni himself, other than it sounds like a Lollapalooza uh, 7 o'clock set list uh, somewhere maybe by the PlayStation stage. Um, but if you could just kind of weigh in, you know, where do you think Roquan's mindset is right now? He goes, and this is just from the fans' perspective, he wants $100 million. Yeah. The Bears say we're not going to give that to you, but their guarantees seem to be on par with some of the best off-ball yeah. line, off linebackers yeah. in the league. So clearly Roquan's not going to get what he wants. And let's be real, I don't think he's going to get what he wants in terms of a trade because the yeah. Bears hold all the leverage right now. As a player that plays in the highest competitive sport possible with that mm -hmm. fire inside of you, how hard is it for you to swallow your pride a little bit and say, you know, maybe $40 million guaranteed isn't so bad after all, or maybe yeah. $80, 85000000 million isn't so bad after all, even after you wanted 100 How hard is that truly for a player to, to wrap their head around? Yeah, I, I think it's tough because I, I think he's proven to himself that he's one of the best linebackers in the league. So for him, he's like, I'm a young guy. I've proven myself. You know, I want to be a part of this franchise long term. Why not pay me like you did uh, Fred Warner uh, from from uh, San Francisco? Um, so I, I understand that completely. I think I think sometimes pride gets in the way sometimes of things and and people want to be paid uh, what they think they're worth. Um, I think they're going to get to the bottom of this before the season happens. There's no doubt in my mind. I think it's just a matter of, you know, this or that. Some, somebody's got to give a little bit, you know. So I'm, I'm hoping it can get worked out because I think he's an integral part of this uh, defense. And I think he's one of the best linebackers in the league. So hopefully uh, they can get together and work something out just because, uh, yeah, it's good. It, it would definitely be tough without him, 100%. Yeah, Mark, where it's where it stands today, you know, where are you with the Roquan situation? How do you think it ends up? And um, and and if he plays the year on the nine point seven, I mean, what does that do for the future with him and the Bears? Right. So he doesn't have a lot of leverage, right? You 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 need this service time at some point this year. You don't need it week one, but you're gonna you're you, you're gonna have to get out there at, at some point so you can accrue the season. Um, the Bears could also tag him next year. I don't think you want to go down that road to, uh, and do all that, but the, but these are the options that are on the table. So Poles has said, I don't know, five times now, I love the player, I love the person. So it, I think he'd like to get a deal done, but it's clear that he's not going to overpay in his mind or else he would have had the deal. So, But he also values the player too because he would have traded him at this point if he hadn't. I mean, exactly. he's, you're, you're dealing everybody else out. You're not, you're not interested in the lease in Allen Robinson. You're getting rid of Khalil Mack. So if I had to bet on it, I think at some point they come to some level of middle and he's here. However, if Ryan Poles is actually sitting there thinking to himself that, look, we've got 
17 other needs. And if I was to rank order what we need, his spot is eighth on the list. However he wants, you know, however he's breaking it down, then I would tell him, Hey man, be bold, do the team, how you want to do the team. This is your shot as a GM. No guarantee you're going to do this uh, another way. Don't get pigeonholed into paying Roquan because he was here and he's, he's the one really good player on your team right now. Uh, if you don't think he's elite. So uh, I, I like Roquan. I, I like him out of the field. I like him off the field. I got no problem with him being here, but I, but, it, but again, uh, whatever polls his exact vision for this team is I, right now, I, I would just tell him, you know, either, either way, I think you, you can have a win-win here in my mind. You're not trying to win this year. I mean, really? So it's almost better. It, you, you end up trading him and you get a higher, you end up, let's say you get the number one overall pick. I, you know, you lose a lot of games and, and the offense shows like it showed some growth, but you couldn't stop anyone. Well, uh, you're, you're not in the worst position of all time with a ton of money and, and a top draft pick. Well, and it just gets tough betting on yourself in the NFL, right, Corey? I mean, this isn't yep. like – this isn't Lucas Giolito turning down four years for $50 million, uh, which is looking yep. increasingly uh, worse and worse by the day. At some yeah. point, though, Roquan might have to ask himself, $40 million guaranteed dollars is, is not a bad way. He's only 24 years old, gets another bite at the apple at 28-29. I mean, at some point – it's kind of on him, right, to maybe come back to the Bears and maybe take what they're offering. It's it's pride. It's pride. Sometimes you got to yeah. separate that a little bit and just be like, hey, honestly, like, yeah, may, maybe maybe this is what I need to settle. Maybe I can get something else on on the back end. So, something they can work out. Um, but I, I think they will work it out before the season. I think he wants to be in Chicago, and I think they want him to be here. If he continues on this trajectory, he's going to be a Hall of Fame linebacker. So I, I, I think they want him to be here. It's, it's very hard to draft guys and draft guys that play well. So I, I think they'll, they'll get something worked out before the season. Final one here from Mark Carmen And, Corey, I'd love to have you weigh in, too, as well and see if you're still sticking with your prediction right now because I know that you are, and I got yeah, your I back, am. buddy. I got your I back am. no matter what. <laughs> uh, um, Mark, you had kind of alluded to maybe, I don't know, maybe some breaking news or something. Uh, you maybe oh, drop that little piece of knowledge. Yeah. And also I just want to hear, you know, where are you on, uh, as it stands today, where are you on Bears wins right now? We're, we're, we're going to do it. It's preseason. We can, uh, we can project out. Uh, I, I'm going to, since the number dropped to five and a half, I'll take the over on six. Uh, so let's, let's have the same amount of wins as last year. Uh, but there's, there's winnable games on that schedule. So I, and, and to the, everything we've talked about, as far as the try hard bears and the offense pointed in the right direction, I, I think they can, I think they're going to win some games. Now, this doesn't feel like a two, three, four win team to me. I certainly hope not. Um, we ain't Seattle. Did you see Seattle last night? Holy right. Exactly. My right. God. Um, <laughs> the, the, the breaking news that was tongue in cheek, but, uh, I am leaving town on Tuesday for six days, going to Ireland uh, with the Northwestern Wildcats as they get oh. ready to take on uh, the Nebraska Cornhuskers in Dublin. So, oh just, man, just, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sh that's sh awesome. You know, right on the charter with the cats. It's I'm I'm looking forward to man, it. Man, so. that's awesome, man. I was I was supposed to go. We I had a, I had a trip that I was uh, doing for a travel company. Unfortunately, uh, the trip got canceled, so wasn't able to make it. We were supposed to golf out there and, and see the cats. So I'm I'm bummed, man. I was I was telling Joey I was looking forward to that trip, man, to see them out there and uh, especially golfing at some of those. Are you gonna are you gonna golf out there at all? I, I haven't thought that far ahead, but I and I but gotta bring the not? clubs, man. You gotta go at least once. Man. I don't. I think I gotta look at my in my part of the travel party. They're like, you can bring your toothbrush and uh, <laughs> a small carry on, right? <laughs> and a, and a, and a, so I don't think I can get the clubs over there unless 
But I, hey, I could I could easily rent clubs and I could throw some oh, yeah. you know throw some golf balls and some tees in a bag or whatever. Buy them over there. And we're good. Taking it all exactly, the way through. Bring the racket. Bring the racket out. See, I don't know what kind of Irish grass uh, do they play on out there. I, is it is it a, is it a thicker cut? I'm not even sure. Joey yeah. knows me. I, I do love the tennis, um, but I. Okay, Irish pubs hanging out, seeing the countryside, uh, watching some football. I'm Have good. you been there before? I haven't. I haven't. Okay, everyone says the Guinness is different there. That's okay. What I've heard. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm not a big Guinness guy, but they say over there it tastes different. I don't know. It's, but you got to do it, though. You got to try yeah, you gotta, you gotta I'm not try a heavy beer it. guy either, but, like, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've gotten lighter and lighter as the years have gone on. It's kind of embarrassing. But I'll, I'll have a Guinness. Let's go. We'll, 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 we'll try it out. No problem. All right. All right. I was going to say, uh, Corey, I mean, I was going to say, are you sticking with your, your double digits possible for Bears this year? But also, are you, how are you feeling about your Cats, man? Are the Cats going to compete in this this ever-expanding Big Ten? Yeah, yeah, we'll start with the Cats first. I think so, um, because I'm telling you, uh, I, I read I read something, and you probably read this, Mark, about Scott Frost saying his offensive linemen are throwing up 15 to 20 times of practice because they're working so hard. It's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. So, okay. so they're going to be tired because they've been having heat stroke all, all summer. So you know what? The cats are going to come in well-rested, and they're going to beat the brakes off Nebraska, man. And then Scott Frost's job is going to be in jeopardy, man, because he hasn't had a winning season since he's been there. So it's it's going to be a tough sledding. I, I think it's going to be a good game overall, but I think the cats are going to get the dub on this one. I love it. Bring it home. Bring it back to the States. I mean, I don't know how he does it, and it's getting harder and harder out there with uh, name, image, and likeness. But you know, if Fitz has a bad season, he doesn't he doesn't tend to go back to back. So exactly, uh, yep. they, they they have been searching for a quarterback for a while right now, which is not normal. I mean, Northwestern can you know historically it's the they, best position, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, quietly always, some solid choices. They've always had it. Hashtag Trevazine, Mike Kafka, Dan Persa. Hey, how about, how about how about Trevor yeah. Simeon? Solid. Trevor Simeon set too. It, set it. Set yeah. it. Forget it. Backup. Right. Kane I Coulter. Mean, Kane Coulter yeah. too. Well, the taller Chase Daniel. Like. <laughs> yeah. They right. They. I mean. Yep. Trevor looks decent. Uh, not yeah. that we want to want to see him on the field, but he, he's looked he's looked fine. No, I I think he'll play for a long time as a backup. He's a smart guy. He can come in. He can manage the game. Limit the turnover. So I think he's a big guy that that plays for, you know, probably 13 to 15 years as a backup. I mean, that's – hang your hats. That's that's a great position to be in. Like Chase Daniel, like, man, that's that's money right there. Cash and checks, let's go. Exactly. And you're, you're not getting hit. You know what right. I mean? You just got to come in for a game or two, you know, be, be able to lead them to victory, and you're good to go, baby. Oh, man. That and the backup catcher, maybe the best two oh. positions and ever then, in no, sports of all time. <laughs> what you're saying about my prediction, right? So I said – I said nine to 10 wins this season from the Bears. The people went in the uproar. They said, are you serious? I'm going to say nine wins, all right? And, and I've been saying this. The running game, you take the pressure off field, you play great defense, you stop the run, you run the football, you pound teams, wear them down. That's, that's how they win nine games this season. And the schedule is not that tough. That's why I'm saying nine wins. Yeah. Commanders, Falcons, Jets, Giants. I mean, the Lions twice, excuse me. Sorry, the Hard Knocks Lions, whatever. Uh, Mark Carmen, we got to get you out of here, man. Thank you so much. Fan side, it's Mark Carmen here on Believe in Bears. Such a pleasure to always have you on, my friend. Uh, please toss out your socials for our audience so they can make sure that they follow you. All the great content at Windy City all season long because uh, it will be entertaining. It will be a bumps in the road, but Windy City podcast is going to be great. I, I appreciate it, Joey. Corey, good to see you. Let's just stick with at the Carm on Twitter. 
And uh, the old Decarm 23 on install, though I, 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 I don't use it enough. We got we got we got up we got upgrade there. Uh, I also love, and I love my TikTok too, baby. So that that's oh, it'll be a whole. We're gonna have a whole season of social media growth. That's that's the uh, that's the lean in. Are you gonna be doing dances in Ireland on your TikTok? Is that, I might is as well. I, 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 uh, I, yes, and also like showing you uh, the proper way to eat uh, whatever they eat over there. Irish corned beef, corned beef, corned right? beef, corned beef. There we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah Corn beefs and kilts down at the Carm on TikTok. You can check them out all season long for the Bears. Marky, thank you so much for coming back on the Believe in Bears. Guys, thanks. Appreciate it. Great to see you. Great to see, see you, man. You too, thank man. you so thanks. much. Today's episode was presented by BetOnline.ag. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V-5-0. Corey, man, great episode. Great to see you. Only a couple weeks away until the regular season starts, man. We're just warming up here on Believe in Bears. Take us home on another great pod. Man, another great pod. We had Mark on there. It's always great to talk to him. Uh, Man, I'm I'm, I'm actually jealous that he's going to Ireland and I'm not. (laughs) But no, he's going to have a good time over there. He's going to enjoy the game, maybe have some Guinnesses, corned beef. Um, But yeah, season's around the corner, man. Really looking forward to it. Um, I still stand by my prediction that nine to 10 uh, window. Um, I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. I think, uh, you know, the thing is when your expectations aren't very high, like, you know, no one's expecting anything from the Bears. That's when they've had the best. You know, you look at the season, you know, my first year in 2010 when, when Lovey was there, uh, you know, the expectations were, were mid-range. You know, you 06 when they made it to the Super Bowl. Expectations, eh, now bottom. So no one's expecting anything. So that's – I would rather be the underdog every year, you know, because no one expects anything from you. And then slowly you start chipping away wins. You beat this team, then you beat that team. And then all of a sudden before you know it, you know, they're, they're six and two and everyone's like, oh, OK, what's what's going on here? So I like the culture that they're building. I love what Poles has done with the draft picks. You know, I was kind of questioning some of them, but it seems like he kind of got it right. You know, with Braxton Jones is the left tackle. Billis Jones has some explosive potential uh, if they can use him right. Um, the number two receiver, that's going to be the biggest question mark. Cole Komet, uh, I love what he's been able to do with Justin Fields. We've seen the growth from Justin Fields. I think everything is leaning towards what I've been saying, you know, and I think people worry about that number two receiver, but if they can run the football well, if Cole Komet can maybe be that number two before somebody else like Pringle, uh, you know, comes, comes on. um, Yeah. I think, I think they can win the nine games. So that would be a great season for the bears. Um, I just want to see growth from Justin Fields. That's the biggest thing I want to see because he is the franchise quarterback. I think some people are on the fence with him. So if we can get things going early on, run the football, take the pressure on him, let him roll out, let him use his feet a little bit. I think it'll get his confidence up. And I think the bears can have a pretty good season. Uh, so still looking forward to it, man. Corey, man, I got your back on this dude. I mean, I've been doing this pile with you way too long and you've been too right on too many things about what this bears team and the direction that needs to do the philosophy, the mindset, the way, what it takes to win football games, man. Honestly, man, you were on it last year. They didn't do it. That's why they lost games. And so I'm buying in with you, man. I'm right there with you. And it's so funny, too, real quick, is just um, there's no tape on these guys. There's no NFL tape on on almost 70% of this team. So we're all making these conclusions about this team. Let's see. Let's get a little tape on here. And then maybe let's see where we all stand up. And if we are, as Mark said, trying hard, if we are the try-hard Bears and we're young and we're fast, and so far we haven't made a lot of mistakes, not a lot of Mm -hmm. penalties, and we just play clean football – I think there's going to be other teams that might trip over themselves and we might walk into some wins that no one thinks are going to happen, man. So I'm kind of with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm excited. Last question for you before we go out. 
Yeah. What is the starting offensive lineup week one? Okay, so it looks like they they desperately want it to be Braxton Jones, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I think yep. Braxton Jones is definitely going to be in the mix right now. Yep. Cody Whitehair seems to be locked in at left guard. Yep. I think they're crossing their fingers that Lucas Patrick will be back by week one. Yep. Corey, you know better than me about a broken thumb, right? That's just yep. about pain tolerance, right, and just getting exactly. back in the mix with mm-hmm. enough time. Um, right guard is the one that I'm probably the least – confident about because in my opinion i do think it's going to be riley reef right tackle to start the season i think they Mm -hmm. want borum or jenkins as a swing guy that they can plug in and do to injury and i think dude honestly i think they want kevin jenkins to be right guard because i think borum if braxton jones doesn't work out borum then moves to left tackle yeah and i think they want to have that option without disrupting two positions at the same time what say you yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, Braxton Jones at left tackle, Cody Whitehair at left guard, Lucas Patrick, I think he'll be healthy to go for the season. I think Tevin Jenkins is going to be the start, starting right guard. And then I think Riley Reef. Um, you know, obviously it'd be nice to have Borum there. I just don't think they feel comfortable with him. And a couple times in the preseason. Jenkins and of, Borum. Yeah, it's a, that's no, a tough, no. that's a tough sell, right? And I, I think that it was a great thing picking up a guy like Reef. He's had a lot of experience in this league, started a lot of games. He can play both sides of the ball if need be. Um, but I think he's going to be that anchor at right tackle this year. You know, he's going to get Tevin Jenkins going. They're going to work together. It's going to help Tevin Jenkins because Tevin Jenkins, I think he'd be a pretty good right guard. He's, he's a road grader. He's nasty. Um, so I think, you know, kind of kind of like that phone booth type of guy. So I think week one, he will be the starter right guard. 100 you know yeah that that's what they want and and you know when you look at riley reef you know the grades at him on left tackle with pro football focus aren't that great which is where he gets knocked around a little bit but at right tackle they're pretty solid you know what i mean exactly and, and so if you put him at that spot and you just kind of leave him there and set him there let jenkins do kind of the nasty stuff which by the way Corey, just really quick when we had tom thayer on this podcast several months ago who was one of the first people to say Tevin Jenkins is a right guard? It was Tom Thayer, Tom and now Thayer. we're seeing now we're seeing it happen, man. Exactly, that's a guy that watches every practice, even when I played. Right, he was watching the offensive line and defensive line at all times. Right, so he'd tell you who the best end was, who the best three technique was, who the nose, who guard, which combinations work the best. That's what you love about Tom Thayer because he's there, he understands everything, he, he's played the game a long time, he's knows how to break it down and I, I love his commentary on offensive line and defensive line and, and like in the podcast we always used to talk when uh we'd be on flights to other uh, other uh, teams like we play the redskins or whatever you're talking to tom about you know the opposing offensive line he kind of tell you this that and the other um so he did his research as well even even though he wasn't playing in the game because he has to know that stuff so it's always great to have a knowledgeable guy like him on the podcast breaking everything down Corey, man, great to see you. Great podcast today. Thank you so much again to Mark Carmen for coming on. Everyone, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. We're going to come back with plenty more action before the regular season starts. And then remember, when the regular season starts, we're going to be doing breakdowns of the game and also doing a preview for you on the weekly with some great guests, too, as well. And, of course, my favorite great guest and my co-host, Mr. Corey Wooten himself right now, the de- the defensive line guru right now. Uh, bring in, and bring golf in the coach. And golf swing coach, too, as well, which honestly <laughs> – is more personal for me than the audience. I need that so desperately. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into the pod. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Comment and question below. Thank you for listening to us on SiriusXM and Bear Down. We'll see you next time.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.